Welcome to AmiCast, podcast about Amiga computers. I'm your host, Krzysztof Radzikowski, but call me Christoph or Radzik. Hi, again Amikas is online and episode uh, is number 25 and I have, uh, and I have a guest Matthias from Germany. Uh, the guy is known from hardware projects uh, that you can find on German Amiga forum details, I think. That's why we want to speak and uh, say it more in English. Hi. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. Surviving is quite hot in Germany, I think. Here, I don't know, Berlin maybe is a little bit different, but you are from Berlin, yes? Yes, I'm from Berlin. I'm a native Berlin guy living uh, living here. And uh, actually, I would say the weather is quite perfect. No clouds, 25 degrees. That's that's what summer should like be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Should be like. Berlin, <laughs> Berlin is a very nice city, so I was only one times there but it's really a cool city very international and yeah quite big but the s-bahn are really good and uh, u-bahn and so on so this is the metro and train stuff uh, in germany so the connections are quite amazing really cool yeah it's um that's one thing <laughs> <laughs> okay so um i don't know how to get, exactly get now. I, uh, because I live in Germany, I, I, some, I sometimes put the mm. German's word. Sorry. I don't know how to exactly <laughs> pronounce your uh, nickname. Metz? Mats? Uh, I don't know. This is more, more in German in, style. It's yeah? Matze. Matze. Yeah. So yeah. it's like... Yeah, that's German. That's Matze. That's... Good. So we will stay with Matze or Matthias. It's as well German name. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah. uh, you you made a lot of projects for uh, Amiga Classic and they are really impressive. But before we start with this, could you say something more about your um, story with Amiga? How it started and uh, why Amiga or this IT stuff, you know, that everybody started from us somehow. Yeah, so um, yeah, right now I'm 38 years old and um yeah as um as many, with many guys in my age um the amiga was my first computer actually my mom bought it and um she was in um she was in teaching video techniques so she um someday she came up with the idea oh let's buy a computer because i Uh, have uh, our colleague of mine um, said, "Oh, you can do amazing video editing stuff with a computer, and now you can hardly afford it." And um, so, from one day to another, um, Amiga 3000 appeared in our household, and um, that was a great day. And uh, I had, a, and um, yeah, before that, I had some contact with them, um, some C64 machines of my friends. But um, when I got this Amiga um, 3000, I think it was in and 1991 or and uh, or something around there that was like boom what a guy and uh, what a huge machine but the first disappointment came up quite to and quite close because a friend of mine he owned an amiga 500 and he gave me some games and they didn't work on my on the amiga 3000 because he, the amiga 3000 had these soft cuts 
kickstart thingy at that age and that's um, was a little bit of prep but then after half years so old the developers um, started to adopt to the new kickstart and all the games um, started running and so yeah as a young guy i didn't do something and a lot with uh, computers except of um um, of, of playing games, but then um, I started to write my homework on it because I have very bad handwriting, and my teachers always says I can't read this. And then I, so the, and the so I was a um, a pure Amiga or a pure computer user, which had an Amiga at home, and that's that was the beginning. But um, it fascinated me, um, so I've chosen to study the whole thing, and I studied a nice. Um, my subject, which is um, available at our university in Berlin, um, which is uh, computer engineering, which is half electric engineering, half computer science, which is perfectly fit for hardware design and um, all this stuff. And that's um, what I learned. And yeah, then I studied and then I worked. And on the, on along the way, I sold my Amiga, of course, like I think it was in, in the late 90s because, yeah, Commodore breakdown and it wasn't uh, up to date anymore and I couldn't do anything and uh, I had to say that I have to admit that I really lost any trust in the whole thing because it was uh, it was going nowhere from my point and um, and then yeah, in 2011 it came back so like the retro virus hit me and um, and then I built up all all my knowledge from the, these days and I came up with um, all these hardware actually all my hardware was because I, ne I needed it. I was saying, oh, I need this thing, but it was too expensive on eBay, so I can build it on my own. That's much cooler. And that's how um, how I came up with the idea of building retro hardware for computers, uh, for Amigas. Yeah, cool. This is the first, uh, it's quite impressive because most of Amiga guys start with uh, uh, 500 and 3000 is the dream computer. Uh, I think still uh, the best Amiga or the, there is the people says that this is the best Amiga ever. Uh, I never had the 3000, but uh, it's quite nice. Uh, it was desktop, yes, I, I think, not tower. It, it, yes, yes, I had a desktop. I think it's, I wouldn't say that it's, it is it's really the best, but it's, um, it is definitely, um, it lacks um, Aga chipset, but. Um, what really, I mean, it has a very nice, it looks nice. Yeah? If you look at an Amiga 4000, it looks like a PC desktop computer because actually it is a PC case modified with a different front, but it's a, it's a standard PC case they used at the uh, And then the Amiga 3000 was designed. It was like a little bit like this Apple thing that you had a nice, um, that, that you see that they thought about it. On the other hand, um, but many people say, I have to admit it, it hit me in that it, I had the problem too. It was overheating the Amiga 3000. So if I am, um, at the end, I was a little bit of doing some 3D stuff with Lightwave and um, and uh, and Imagine, and I was uh, and and and, and uh, the problem was when you were rendering some kind of objects or some kind of scene, some spaceships exploding or whatever, you could um, and then it, it lasted for the whole night. And then on the next day, your Amiga overheated, and my and the overheated of the Amiga 3000 couldn't write to the SCSI disk. So you saw that the image was ready, and it says saving to disk, and then it crashed. 
This was the most disappointing thing ever because you were just, uh, it finished, it looked nice, but it's gone and you have to push reset. And that was like uh, always, uh, I cried so often and I, um, because it was um, so hard because one image lasted for real, like, and was like for eight hours. And that one, that was the time when I started to leave the case open because then it didn't overheat and everything was fine. <laughs> no, I would I just want to say that. And, from my point of view, the Amiga 3000 is um, uh, is the most beautiful Amiga um, from the desktop line, and it is um, it is a very very good computer because you can extend it very well. But um, the best Amiga, you have to define what best is. Yeah, if you look at the Amiga 500, I think from my from the for if I would say what is the Amiga, then I would say oh, it's the Amiga 500 because that was everything, every, what everyone thinks of if he looks at it. Not the Amiga 1000, it, it was like the, the grandfather, but the Amiga 500 was the thing which was let young and guys' hearts faster. <laughs> it's the most popular, and um, I think, in, as I heard, the nowadays um, Amiga 500 and 2000 um, are the easiest to repair because they are not using this um, let's say new technology this uh, with pcbs and I, i'm not hardware guy in this situation yeah but i heard that this is easy to repair compared to 1200 or something like that yeah yeah that's true but um it's yeah it's mostly because of the um yeah it's, it's um old technology and um it, it definitely it's more robust yeah um so um i have a board which i am um, which was um an amiga 2000 board and the guy gave it to me and it was it came from a um, from a house where there was a flooding and it was completely and, and it was covered with mud there was like a one centimeter thick layer of mud on the board and it's okay what should i do with this thing and i just put it in the dishwasher and because okay, it's ruined so what what the heck and i put it in the dishwasher and I, I dried it and i plucked it in and it worked and it says okay that's great <laughs> it survived a flood and a dishwasher <laughs> i have uh, at home 2000 but um, now from classic most uh, i use the um, vampire with, with sex 600 um, so i i believe uh, it will be okay but uh, yeah this is the uh, okay but let's maybe stop it and because it will be really hardware episode uh, so you already let us know how you started with this hardware design uh, for classic amiga uh, maybe can you tell you can can you tell us uh, what the what the first project you made for for yourself and for others because as i know the all your projects are uh, let's say available on for example github yeah uh, many of them have a label on github and um, some of them don't, um, don't the, the very old ones doesn't um, have any github because i was too lazy to put them on github too but um, um i think i have to do some um cleaning up my mess and to put a lot of github and a lot of things to github because that's more accessible yeah, but um, you asked about my first project. The first project I had was actually um, the 14 megahertz turbo board, and in the first revi uh, revision, because um, yeah, the motivation of it was like um, 
I am so in 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 2011 I uh, got a, a Amiga 500 again. Uh, I bought it on eBay. It was in very bad condition. Yeah, I paid about six euros, but it was great uh, bargain. And um, uh, and I wanted to and, and and I remembered oh in those days you were playing and um, this NPC port Wing Commander and Frontier. And I I made the big mistake. Um, of trying to play um, Wing Commander on an Amiga 500 because you know I had an Amiga 3000. And not, nothing was a problem with um, and demanding games on that time. And uh, and I tried to play it. I said, "Oh, this is not playing. This is like slideshow and random um, shooting at, uh, at at random points." And so I said, "Okay, I really need a faster Amiga." And uh, then I looked on eBay and said, "Okay, but the acceleration cards in 2011 were were." It's old, it's old crappy hardware. I won't, uh, I won't pay like 50 or 70 euros for uh, for an acceleration card, which is probably doesn't work. And and then I saw, and then I um, um, looked on the Aminet because I knew it from the um, from the old days. And I said, oh, the Aminet is still online. And uh, I, I searched, I browsed there in the hardware section, and I found a cheap. 14 megahertz accelerator and I looked at the designs so, oh that's easy to make you can do this and um, so I said I decided okay I will um I will redo this MPCB with modern design and then I but then I remembered that all the Amigas they are yeah, they suffer from turbo boards with no hardware and with no memory yeah like the supra 28 or some at speed card they don't have memory so and they they gives you a bit of speed gain but they, they really don't um don't make your amiga really faster so i said okay i need some fast memory and then i um discovered this project on the german um amiga um, a1k forum and they um and there was a guy who made uh, um uh, an sram a static ram card just to plug it in in the uh, amiga 500 and um nothing more i said so oh, that's that's exactly the thing I need, and I just um, took um, these two projects and I put them together, and said so. Yeah, and um, and then I rooted the whole thing. It was quite funny to I'm learning all the stuff because actually I'm doing software right now and not doing hardware anymore. That's the curse of hardware designers. If you, at some point you have to decide if you want to go to, to go to software and hardware. And Berlin has a lot of software um, companies, but only a few hardware companies, and that's um, why I stuck there. And yeah. Finally, I made this PCB and I tested it and uh, it didn't work at the first time, of course, because I had to do some fixes and um, but um, after two or three tries, it worked. And this was like great thing. I built my first turbo board and it had a two megabyte option and it was uh, and it was pumping the, um, the CPU to 40 megahertz. And, um, all, and with this performance, you could hardly play Wing Commander, but it worked. And uh, and so the goal achieved, and I published the whole thing to the A1K community because they gave me um, the, all the information for this SRAM thing back, and then the people were amazed at all the stuff. And um, at the same time, um, the, the, uh, and, and the um, Amiga community in Berlin reawakened and made up some 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 um, regular uh, meetings. And so I um, I went there and we discussed things. And then a guy um, told me, you know, that there is this cheap IDE solution on the Aminet as well. 
or was it on the Animat? And then he gave me a link. And then there was a guy from Finland who built up a very, very cheap IDE solution. So you have to combine this with your with your turbo board. And yeah, then I did it. And this was like the, the, the result you have right now, like a 40 megahertz turbo board with no programmable logic, just discrete logic, lacks some typical immediate features like auto config and all the stuff, but it works. And you have an IDE connector. You still need a disk drive to boot from it, but on the other hand, it works. And you have a, and you can build it by yourself and cost like 30 bucks or 40 bucks if you um, if you buy all the parts by your own. Then that's a fair gain. And you have this feeling of building your own turbo board. Yeah, this, is, this, this sounds really cool. About speed. <laughs> can you say, because I'm, uh, I'm really bad at uh, soldering or something how hard is to build something uh, do it yourself uh, basically or um, it is possible to buy this hardware somewhere for example that somebody is doing this or maybe you are uh, doing for uh, some guys this um, hardware for example That's a hard topic I think it's not hard not so hard to learn um proper soldering and there are like tons of videos on YouTube how to learn to solder and the um, first thing is uh, or one very important thing is you need good equipment yeah it's like if you um, if you have a bad saw you cannot chop a tree because your saw will will not work so um, you have to you really need at least a temperature regulated soldering iron for about 30 to 50 um, euros but that's an investment for for your life yeah it's, it will work and then you have to and then i suggest to do some training yeah take some old pc pcbs and try to desolder some of the components over there and learn how to do and resolder them and that's quite thing and um, i really really would like to um sell my hardware or or, or, or make my hardware um available but there is I live in Germany and I do a lot of stuff here and I know that a lot of people are just looking what I'm doing and try to, um, let's say, stop me what I'm doing because I'm ruining their business. This, um, or at least I suspect them to do so. But um, And the problem in Germany is if you are selling ready-to-run hardware, you have to register to so many um administrative um things and i have to pay such a big amount of money just to do so that i really say oh i will not i i really fear of selling it all the stuff because it's really i cannot offer you this um set of for do it yourself to for 40 euros if i have to assemble it even if if putting it on the uh, on a professional assembly line it costs like 10 or 20 bucks for um for one pcb that's would, would be like 50 euros or let's say 55 euros but that i cannot sell it for you because i have all the risk i have all the registration things and all that that's bad stuff i really hate it that's germany at its best and uh, i'm really not happy about my country at this point that's why I only make it available as like do just yourself kits You can, um, I have, um, and, and I will, yeah, we sell it from private, no profit. And um, we just, uh, we just take the parts, put it in there to save all the bills. So if the, um, if the um, financial um, authority comes to us and says, you have a business that we can at least prove that we make no 
profit out of it and that we just put one um, that we buy stuff and sell it to other guys and that's a guy and that's the mode how it's tolerated somehow and no one takes care about it but if i would sell it to you with a little bit of profit and i have to put up an issue and a business and you know i have a family to run i have a job to do and that's simply too much time for bullshit and i don't like it that's pattern to lazy but it's, that's okay, yeah. that's mainly the point i i fully understand this because basically like i think in whole europe you must make company to sell something if you are selling this uh, somehow yeah so this is the maybe you can outsource it to i don't know yeah outside i, I did it i did it <laughs> i did it with one of my projects um yeah as you, um, you said that um, um i made this um this um, graphic card and that's why and there i am i did exactly this thing i have a, um, with a friend and we um we made it the official way and then i realized how much more it um Well, how much more expensive the product becomes just to make it the official way, and then um, and then you say, so, "Oh, that's really, really bad thing." Because um, if I sell you a, a turbo card for 40 euros and it's uh, and it doesn't have like auto config and it doesn't have auto boot, then it's fine for you. But if I have to sell it to you for 60 euros because of all the administrative stuff, and then I have to put tax on, so 80 euros at least, then he says, "Oh." For 80 euros, I can buy something else which has all these auto boot features and all the stuff um, installed. Like for, in the, uh, for instance, the AKs from Jens Schönfeld, and that's exactly uh, the point. He um, produces them, and, and some people say, "Oh, he's expensive." But if you um, look at it, if he sells, sell, um, if he sells something for 120 euros, or, and then yes, then 20% is taxes. So he just get 100 euros. And then you see 20 20 bucks for producing it and the parts and, so, and all of a sudden you realize that it doesn't get that much money from it and that's fair and, and that would be approximately the same price i have to put on it if i would produce it perhaps a little bit less but you know that wouldn't make it like a cheap solution and it would um get away with a um and you wouldn't get this do it i have done by myself thing Just my question here, because you already, I think, explained, but a lot of people from Amiga community uh, are complaining about the price of NG hardware, especially Amiga OS 4 hardware. Uh, but I think the, the reason why the prices are so high is basically the same, has the same background plus low volume, of course, to this, yeah, MR, MR, MR. Am I right? Oh my god! <laughs> um, yes, I think so. That the Amiga OS 4 or um, um, Power PC hardware was a very low, uh, very very low volume, and all this next generation stuff like um, like some um, cyber graphics, um, uh, cyber vision boards, and um, Power PC boards, and they are. And they were in the in the end days. There are only a few ones. That's that's one thing. But the, on the other hand, there is. Um, I suspect that that's not uh, because it's a collective item of some people or some people who use it. I think that there are uh, that there is a really big amount of people who just buy the hardware. Um, not exactly wanting it, um, and not they don't want to make profit. But they think, was oh, I can buy it. Perhaps I. 
it's nice to have them and if i don't want it anymore i can sell it for more in two or three years and uh, and that's of course um a bad attitude uh, or from my point of view that's why i'm i've put a lot of projects as well i don't want that the people um for instance, if they want to, um, I've seen like these graphic boards on eBay and say, oh, they are like, they are paying 200 euros for a 20 year old graphic card with very low performance and say, so why should someone pay so much for old hardware and you're not even sure about it if it works. And for PowerPC stuff, it's, it's more um, extreme because, um, yeah, it's and and the, and the whole next generation thing. If you think about this Amiga for um, X five thousand, all the stuff. These are low volume um, things, and and there's always some guy beside it who like spent a whole year or years on development, and he wants to get paid. And yeah, you know, and and a good engineer can ask for about fifty thousand a year, or or should be able to ask for so much. So um, paying him his salary. For, and by selling like 100 Amiga X5000, you can count it. That's, that's quite a big amount he had to put on the price if he just wants his time back. But that's why we all do it on hobby and still is, is, is expensive. Don't and never underestimate the the volume gain in production. Yeah, if you're like Samsung and put up with a, a mobile phone and say, oh, I want five million of it per week, then you get different grades on the chips. If you say, I want 100 of these chips. <laughs> In the air, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah, a big... Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is the... Uh, but maybe one more question. Mm, if I would like to buy the old hard hardware, for example, because sometimes it's... Uh, for example, I want to have the Cyberstrom, so there is maybe no, no not other solution, maybe for now. So, um, do you think it is quite safe to buy the good card? Because as I see on eBay, AmiBay, uh, the cards are, let's say, updated, uh, repaired. And do you think this card can live 10 years or something like this? Do you, you know what I mean? I, when I spent some thousands of euros, I would like to use this hardware for some years, yeah? Yeah, it's, um, you cannot put, uh, you cannot put, the, the main reason, um, uh, some, uh, for, uh, for instance, the, 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 um, the Cyberstorm um, accelerator cards, these um, Cyberstorm PowerPC, um, they mainly die because they put a, uh, a Mach chip from AMD on it, and this um, chip is um, is notorious um, to overheating. And if it uh, and uh, ICs they degenerate if they are run too hot uh, for a long time. So um, you cannot really say it, but and and um, it, I cannot I cannot give you advice you because it's um, it might be well repaired. But it might be the job may be done quite bad, and there aren't. Um, for instance, if you have this programmable um, logic um, component, which is on all these boards, because actually all these boards are modified PC VGA cards, and they are adopted somehow to the Amiga, and, and the adoption chip. This is like completely. Um, ghost in the box. You cannot um, you cannot look inside. There are no files to reprogram it. And um, and if this chip 
breaks, then your card is um, just for decoration, put it on the wall. Uh, or to get, you know, or to go and take some spare parts or other things. Yeah, that's um, that's the hard story. Some people have some um, and have the codes because they asked the um, the old companies, and some of the companies gave them away from free uh, or said, "Oh yeah, take it." But um, some people, um, for instance, Phase Five or DCE, um, they didn't do it because they were doing this business till the end, and then. Um, they stopped business, and as far as I know, that at a certain point they just deleted all the files, which is like, oh my god, they deleted all the stuff, but um, yeah, now it's gone. Perhaps there is some backup somewhere, but who knows. Okay, so uh, again, an another question besides of your work. What do you think about this Phase 5? Because um, there is hearing that they are coming back somehow, and um, do you think this is possible that or it makes sense to make the old hardware with the new um, chips, I, I think so, and sell it on our market. Uh, you know, it's it's really interesting that they are coming back, but uh, I'm not sure they are really coming back. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, there is um, um, uh, some people met the guy behind it on some um, on some fairs, and they. Say that they are not sure if he can really promise what he's saying. I can, that's that's the um, whole thing. And um, a lot of people um, say that he definitely has some development stuff from Phase Five, and um, and he has um, some amazing stuff. But on the other hand, they see that um, um, if he says what everything that he has, everything he proclaims to do, then he would have been ready right now or at least have like a working prototype so either he um, doesn't have it or he is somehow slow or um not doing very seriously i can't just presume things like it i personally um would do nothing um before something really happens um on that, 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 that there's a product and just be the second one and um, that's of course it's a risk um uh, that the first um car, first comers um, just buy everything then but um i wouldn't spend like um, i think he, uh, he on, on on facebook he posted like um the same prices than that in the um, good old times but with a euro sign behind it so like um, thousands of euros for this and this and then i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't pay thousand euros of a hardware for a hardware which is not uh, which i've never seen in real and i'm not trusted there's so, and if so if there are like really um um if there are some some people who say so i have this hardware let them be the stupid ones buying the the, the first thing if they and not yourself that's my opinion about this old stuff okay yeah because this is a interesting um, topic but now i think we should come back to your uh, hardware and uh, i think the one of the most interesting is uh, uh zero zero thirty processor so the uh, the the card with uh, zero thirty processor uh, mounted to the yeah, to the somehow socket yeah or, or to the processor uh, so for Amiga five hundred I think two thousand and CDTV for example yeah uh, and can you say us because jumping from simple uh, acceleration like we talked before. Uh, 
zero thirty acceleration is, I think, not so easy to do. Uh, and uh, how it's happened, and uh, it was really so hard to do. And yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it happened. Um, actually, it happened a little bit by accident. Uh, uh, a guy um, gave me um, a very nice um, turbo board for those days. The Harms Professional um, 030, which was a, a processor board for the Amiga 500, and to put a plug in the processor uh, in, in the CPU slot. But and this was the big but it had no memory on it, and um, but a very large connector on one side where you could plug in an optional memory option. And then I looked at the connectors and said, oh, that's just a standard um, a Euro card connector, and I um, began to and measure how this connector is um, connected to the CPU. And so I thought, oh, that's the complete 030 bus on the on the side. And I looked at the memory board. Uh, I looked at the images of the memory. I didn't have, own one of these memory boards on my own. And then I started um, building the same SRAM interface I I, uh, I had on my first um, acceleration card for this um, turbo board, of course, with 30 bits um, of um, bandwidth and not 16 bits of bandwidth. But um, and uh, um, and it was like really big mess of wires it was like one kilometer of wires on this on a small PCB. And I did it all by my hand. And um, surprisingly, it worked quite um, quite fast. And I was just like, yes, that's great. But and then okay, and then one of the cables fell off and it didn't work, and I had to resolder it. And then yes, it works again. And, and then I brought it to a friend of mine, and I wanted to show it to him. And um, yeah, then uh, he dropped the card, and uh, of course a lot of cables came off. And it says, okay, that's no solution. I have to make a proper PCB. And then um, it says, okay, proper PCB. And um, okay, I need um, oh, two megabytes of RAM is quite low, and so I take four megabytes. And then oh, I had this EDI IDE solution. I have to put IDE as well. And that was the idea. And I made actually I made a, a board for um, for the old Harms card um, with um, four megabytes of RAM and an IDE connector. And I learned how the bus protocol of the O30 processor was working, and it worked like a charm. Was great stuff, yeah. And then, um, uh, yeah, in Germany, you say I licked blood, and then I said, oh yeah, but the Harms Turbo has only 40 megahertz, and you can't put it up to 50, but not with this um, PCB. And then I am um, I decided to myself, so, oh okay, I switched to a, a TikTok system. I I have a working memory interface. And now, uh, and uh, yeah, low-performing CPU interface. Now I built up a high-performing CPU interface because I know that the memory interface is already working, which is great for debugging. That you have a, like a, a thing which theoretically works, and don't know, if there, and, and you're quite sure that there are no bugs inside it, or at least only a few bugs. And then I um, uh, and it, it, it took me about a year to develop this O30 card. But um, it worked, and uh, and then I had these O30 card, and uh, and I could reuse my um, old four megabyte card on the side and as an extension, and that was the um, that was the whole board. Right now, um, as you know, I've done tick, I've done talk, and now I'm back to tick again. And um, one of my current project is, uh, of course, now a 64 megabyte um, expansion card for for this processor on the other side to upgrade the memory side again. And then I will go back to talk and perhaps upgrade up, uh, make an upgrade to the CPU. 
This is yeah, 64 megabytes of RAM is, is really uh, quite nice in, in a classic Amiga, uh, so it's uh, nice. Uh, the maybe connected it with this is one question because I talked with some guys in Poland and the, they told me that building the acceleration with a 040 processor it's completely a different story it's not so easy to have let's say new boards with something more than uh, this let's say lower CPUs um, can you tell something to us from this hardware point of view or it is possible to do or it makes sense or make no sense it, it works I have one working. My Amiga 500 actually runs with an 060 CPU at my place. It's um, but it is um, there is another German guy, um, Georg Braun. He made a lot of um, in um, uh, terrific um, projects. He um, built a, a replacement one a, a Amiga 1000 board with an um, uh, with great stuff on it uh, and he actually developed uh, um, 60, um, uh, 68060 um, acceleration card for his computer and um, I, uh, I bought one of these cards and, uh, and adopted it because it just plugs in, in a 60030 um, processor um, socket and I have one on my accelerator and I just plugged it in, made some adoption and it runs like, uh, works like a charm but of course it is a very very complicated story because um, one, and now I have to go a little bit into details. And the um, this um, 68020 and 030 processors they have a very very nice feature called automatic bus sizing. This means that um, you can um, uh, the processor has a 32 bit wide memory bus for accessing all the memories but um it can um you can just um say to the processor now if you access this address this bus is actually only 16 bit wide so in theory this is a problem because if you want to access the other half of the 32 bits then you can't see it because the hardware is only on the 60 um, uh, on the other side of the bus but the um, o, um, O20 and O30 processors, they have an automatic detection to say, oh, if the bus width is only 16, then we switch the whole protocol to a 16-bit bus um, buffer and just do it on this side. And this, and they do it, uh, you don't have to do anything about it. They just do it by um, implemented by Motorola. The downside of the whole story is that it costs a little bit of performance. And you could not um, make higher frequencies than uh, 50 megahertz with this um, protocol. And it was quite nasty to um, for Motorola. And it said so. Oh, and the very, very fast um, access you can do only on 32 bits because we need one extra clock for decoding if it's 16 or even 8 bit. And they uh, and so and when they switch from the 030 to the 040 processor and finally to the 060 processor they said oh we don't put bus sizing in this new processor anymore it's it's a pure 60 and uh, 32 bit wide processor and uh, and that's hard for the hardware developers because now they have to emulate this um, nice um, 68030 behavior 
um, uh, to to the um, uh, 040 processor, and then adopted to the um, oh, very old um, 68K um, processor interface of the Amiga 500 or um, 2000. So actually, all these. And um, 040 um, cards for the Amiga 2000s are basically an adaptation from the um, from the 40 processor to the 30 processor, and from the 30 processor to the um, to the um, simple 68K interface, or at least they have to do a little bit like this, and um, and that's what it makes so complicated because you have to do um, yeah, you have to adopt and adopt and adopt, and that's um, that makes it hard. But it's it's um, you can do it, and um, the companies on those days showed it, and now we have so we have all the equipment that the people of they uh, of those they dreamed of. Yeah, you can go on eBay and and buy a thirty-two channel logic analyzer for about fifty or one hundred euros. You can buy an oscilloscope going up to one hundred megahertz sample frequency for three hundred euros. Those um, uh, oscilloscope of these days they cost like a big Mercedes on the in those days, and they couldn't afford it, and so they have to and um, try to find some workarounds for it. And now it's so easy for us to to get the dream equipment of the of those days. Okay, so sounds good. Uh, this this means uh, uh, in future we can expect more cool hardware for classic Amiga. Yes, definitely. I will. Um, yeah, one of my. Um, I have um, I have an um, Amiga 4000 4000 tower here running with this um, 68060 card from Georg Braun. I, I built an adapter to there and it runs, but it's yeah, it's not stable. It's, it crashes like uh, every 20 minutes, so you can do it and you can work for 20 minutes and then it somehow freezes. So after in um, in theory. It works, and I have every all the things I need to do so. And and uh, and I said, oh, Georg did a great job, but his design has some flaws uh, and as well. And so I just do all. Um, I, I picked up my ideas, but I uh, spoke to him and said, so actually, he didn't made a lot of ideas by himself. He just picked up the um, Motorola um, user guide and uh, assembly instructions to how to be well, actually Motorola made a reference implementation to adopt an O40 processor to an O30 system. And um, and so I read this and take all the ideas there. And yeah, I, I hope that um, during this year I will um, come up with the first working prototypes of an um, O60 card for um, the 3000, 4000 and perhaps for um, the Amiga 500 too. Looks like that the, the big Amigas are not so... Yeah, there are no new hardware for uh, big Amigas. It, so would be nice uh, to have something because... Yeah, exactly. It is, um, it, it's, it's definitely... The, <laughs> Yeah, if you look at the um, the answer in the list, the answer is in the um, in, in the volumes. Yeah, if you look at the what Commodore sold, and then you see like uh, they sold like more than a million uh, Amiga 500 in uh, in Germany, um, but only I think 
20 or 30,000 Amiga um, 3,000 uh, and 4,000 together. So that's like, um, it's uh, it's 4% of the volume. And um, a lot of these computers, or if you bought a high-end machine, then you, uh, I was like the big exception that I had a private, in my private home, a high-end machine. But um, usually you had it because you had work to do on this machine, not playing games. And these people, they threw away all the stuff and as I told you, um, the guy who um, told my mom that you could do uh, video stuff with Amiga, and he threw away his whole Amiga and um, video editing platform in the um, early um, 2000 years. And um, and I met him because he's a good friend of our family. And I met him and I, and I told him like in 2012, you know, I'm back in the Amiga retro thing. and. Um, do you have all uh, some of your old hardware? Oh no, I just threw it away. It's it's not it's, it's worthless. And then he um, told me the hardware he had, and it was like, oh my god, this was this like the dream hardware of all the computers. That you could sell it on eBay for thousands of euros. It's a no way. So yes, you could. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah, and uh, and he was. That's the. Um, I think that is. It happened to a lot of these big box Amigas that they were really used by professionals and then and they get rid of it because in a certain time you and um, if you're working with this thing you don't have um, time for nostalgic you just, nostalgia you just have to work and earn money and then you don't care if it's a mac or a pc or a amiga you take what uh, fits best to you sad but true yeah true, true. Uh, in my uh, old company uh, to old company, we threw mm, the whole stuff like the SGI workstation, the RS6000 from IBM. It was the <laughs> amazing. This is the, the, the I, I took only power, power PC <laughs> processor from them, but the whole was yeah. to trash. Yeah. Nobody cares. With bo- big monitors, there was, I don't know, 24 inches or something. This is. Uh, Profi stuff, yeah. So, but I'm um, coming back to you now. Yeah, this is the no more nostalgia for profi exactly. work. Exactly. So, but I'm um, I'm definitely working on the on the. Yeah, you know, I was uh, just want to say that I definitely um um work on this um CPU issue because um you know I um there was this um collective order of uh, because a guy came up with um old Amiga 4000T boards um from the um, um which were like um he bought somewhere like he had like a box of these and then he organized some parts of it and uh, and uh, and i was one of the lucky guys who bought one of these assembly sets and so i assembled it on my um so i i, I soldered my 4000 board by myself but I, there's no CPU card on it so and i was like oh great i have a computer with no CPU and you know i Usually I do all the hardware because I need it, and then I just give it to the others and say, "If you need it to go, and uh, I help you building, rebuilding it." But um, that's my um, that's my first motivation, and um, so my motivation of building uh, uh, an, a processor card which fits in an Amiga three thousand, four thousand is quite high for them at the moment. It's, it sounds good, really, because uh, probably. If everything will be okay, you will be the f- yeah almost first guy that can do it uh, for the big Amigas. So I think this is cool. And um, maybe now let's talk about the graphic card because you made uh, as well 
a 500 Graka called. Um, so I I have the Picasso 2 in my 2000 and it's cool car, but the problem is this old cards for Amiga they are not so powerful with the LCD display, you know, to get the HD ready or, or something more. So the yeah, this is nice to have some let's say new design for graphic solution. Yeah, um, I am. Um, I built this card. Or actually, I am. I am. At these days, I am. I am work together with Georg Braun, and um, or actually, we we talked about this project, and he built up a graphic board for his um, replacement uh, Amiga One Thousand, and uh, asked him. And Georg, can I use uh, or and um, can I use your design or can I um, can I um, can we work together to to make this card work in Amiga 500? And um, he said to so, oh, in theory it must work, but I've never done it. And but um, he um, yeah he's a little bit like me, and he says oh, but I have no motivation because I don't own an Amiga 500, so um, you can you have to do it by your own. And then um, I started doing it by my own and. Um, uh, I built up so, um, the first prototype and it worked and, um, and I built up a second one and uh, another thing is that Georg, um, he was uh, he's very keen on in, in building machines that could have been built in those days with exactly those parts like a pure retro computer with pure with 20 year old chips or chips which are at least for 20 years on the market um, but I said so yeah that's okay but from my point of view, there is no need to do to use some the crappy part of the past. So let's do some of them. Let's take the the good part of the present and take some modern chips for this and this because they aren't Amiga anymore. They're just like regular programmable hardware. And so I developed a card and um, and build it up with a um, with a CPLD, which is a, which is the successor of the old. Guard programmable logic devices. It's not yet an FPGA, but it's um, it's like the predecessor of the FPGAs. And um, yeah, I, and uh, I built this graphic board. Um, uh, another friend of mine, and um, he uh, he um, worked at Villagetronic, and he said so. Yeah. In those days at Villagetronic, they had a prototype working on an Amiga 500, but the developer died in, uh, in, uh, in, quite in an accident. It was a quite a big shock for the company, and, uh, and so the project never um, became ready. So he said that it's actually possible to do so, and I um, said, okay, I um, take the fastest um, chip um, for the, uh, or the, 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 I take the fastest um, VGA chip for the um, Soro 2 interface, which comes from the Piccolo SD68, and, um, and tried to make the um, computer think it's a Picasso 2 board because building hardware is the one part, building a driver is the other thing. Yeah, and uh, and I didn't, uh, I, I had no idea how to build the driver at that point, so I um, I made a board which is. Uh, which looks like a, a, a village tronic project and uh, product to use the village tronic drivers um, but um, in, in the background it is a piccolo sd um, chip because this chip is much faster than on the picasso 2 and picasso 2 plus boards and um, yeah that's how my graphic card um, um, evolved at the end 
But if you if it comes to high resolution, I have a little bit to disappoint you. It, it still has only two megabytes of RAM, so it and you can run um, 1280 by um, 1028 pixels, but only in 8-bit. And um, so if you want to, um, that's um, that's a bit of the downsides of it. Uh, it's a bit. Uh, it is. Um, I have to admit that I did this because um, it has this. Tor 2 interface and um, you know you need the same amount of um, memory um, as a backup memory um, on your turbo card um, so for double buffering and um, at those days as you notice I have I had only a, a 68030 card with a 4 megabyte card so it made no sense to me to build a graphic card with more than 2 megabytes because I wouldn't have any fast ROM to work with my Amiga and that was actually the you know, one of the reasons why I stick to 2 megabytes and another thing is I wanted to go to 4 megabytes later on but I've implemented an ISA interface between the VGA chip and the uh, Amiga and then, then somewhere in the specs it says so now if you use this chip in ISA interface you cannot use the four megabyte option but only two and there's a damn I have to do everything from scratch again and I said so no that was that was too far so the board has only two megabytes because um because I thought it's sufficient and um, some people say it's not, but hmm, yeah, it, it, you know, there's always some uh, someone wanting more, and um, I'm quite happy with this because I really gave all the efforts I put it. Um, I gave it to a friend who has an um, electric interference chamber to check it and all this stuff and see how stable it is. And he was amazed by the product. He said, "Oh, that's great stuff because it's better than the old stuff from those days." It's just uh, and uh, and mainly it's just because you have um, the, the producing a PCB nowadays. It's so much better. It's so much more accurate than those days, like 20 years ago, because the and uh, the companies they are used to produce. 10 layer boards for ATX PC stuff and now I come with a four layer board that's like, like yeah, that's quite cheap technique right now but in 20 years ago a four layer board was oh four layers that's really expensive and no one did it yeah I don't even in my company that we are making the PC I'm not making the PCB but the other guys and this is the five five layers is okay it's peanuts <laughs> so it's it's different yeah this is true but basically um, as i understand from your uh, your projects i i can build my cool amiga 500 in this situation i can build better um, processor uh, some graphic card so do you plan some sound card for example <laughs> oh sound i'm I'm really um, not in that sound card thing because I'm, I'm the visual guy. I um, that was my specialty at the university, and um, um, there is uh, and uh, I have um, I have to admit I thought about doing some um, think about this um, audio thing, but um, there, uh, then a friend of mine um, he and actually the guy who worked at Villagetronic. He said, so, "Oh, he is working on a power replacement, uh, like a uh, like a small PCB, um, 
with an, a digital interface um, on on the Paula audio chip on the Amiga, and I said, "Oh, that's great because this is um, um, then you don't have uh, and this would like boost the, the the quality of the sound a bit." And um, I'm not in that, and so I stopped there because I didn't want to. Um, Somehow, um, no, it was his project, and I, uh, and he helped me with my project to make it run. And I didn't want to build some um, project um, he's doing, and I would give him advice as long as I can do it. And and so we just split up our um, hobbies. That's uh, and. I have to admit that he's a little bit slower than I am, but he's a good guy and he works constantly on the thing and he's working and working and um, but it's guys so um, we're friends and I won't and I won't um, make a project etc because this would I think put a bad shade on it on the whole thing if I if I put something else and yeah that's the whole story about it. I'm not that interested and a good friend of me and mine is doing something and so sound cards. I said, uh, are not the, my main topic. Okay, okay. Uh, so maybe another question <laughs> with the hardware. Uh, do you think it is possible to make the Bluetooth hardware for Amiga besides of the drivers? Because somebody must write the drivers. But Bluetooth interface, for example, for mouses or something like that? Hmm... Um, I wonder if there isn't a Bluetooth device on the for the USB cards because the, the Poseidon driver. I think there there is a, a Bluetooth device that you could use this. Um, because uh, actually, I am I'm um, one project I'm doing right now. Uh, another project I'm doing right now is I'm building um, an expansion card with an um, Ethernet port. Because this is more, I think this is, uh, you need uh, um, need to put um, your Amiga to um, to internet or to um, to at least to make it access your, um, to your network test storage and put and, and store some things or load some stuff from your external hard drive or uh, from your, um, from your, uh, from a Zamba share somewhere in the network. And so um, I've built up a prototype, which is a Tor 3 card. Um, and populated with an IDE interface, a clock port interface, and a LUN um, port. And the clock port and the IDE interface are working, and the LUN port is um, speaking to me, so I can talk to the controller, but um, building the hardware is only the first thing. The other thing is building the driver, and that's um, and that's what actually where I'm... Um, where, uh, um, Well, another friend of me and we are busy and we are um, and we're trying to build up the driver and because he already did an Ethernet driver for a low-end card um, in those days and he knew all the stuff but then his wife decided that he's a stupid guy and left him and now he's out of business for half a year to arranging his new life and um, yeah personal things are always a big hassle to hobby projects i hope that i never may have a big accident to do to constantly work on these things but yeah let's cross fingers <laughs> yeah it's 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 really cool idea i uh, yeah i appreciate it i see that you have a lot of plans and projects and it's really impressive and can you tell us how much time do you invest in in your hobby basically it's only hobby <laughs> 
no money behind basically mm. <laughs> yes no no actually yeah it's um it's um um yeah how much time um i think i'm there and uh, uh, i think i am doing it at least for um four to six hours per week so um sometimes um yeah i just um um i don't watch much tv so when other people are um watching game of thrones or something like this um or actually game of thrones I, I'm, i'm watching for them um <laughs> but if you're um, <laughs> watching some movies or something else then i just go to the computer and <laughs> so if you're um if you're um if you're watching something else than games of thrones um then i would just go to my computer says okay then i am i do um because it's, i find it um my brain finds it's um, Uh, find it then uh, distracting and I really cool down by just doing some stuff and um, actually um, building PCBs is a little bit like um, puzzling or something like this because you have um, but it's a, it's a puzzle where you don't have a picture and um, how is the where is how's the correct picture and you don't know if you can do it you just um, see um, you see some big Um, mess of wires and then you have to think okay I can put it here and then I can put this there and then this there okay this looks good and then you do it and then they say oh this doesn't work I have to redo it and this is like um, it's uh, it, it um, pieces my mind when I'm doing stuff like this and um, that's how hardware comes from my fingers yeah, cool yeah, some, some people have the other uh things <laughs> to to rest relax and this is good that you have this <laughs> this is better for community um, okay so uh, maybe now let's talk about the steel hardware uh, let's talk about the steel hardware but naturally i must ask you about the vampire project because it's really big success and soon the vampire 4 or v4 will come Uh, what do you think about this FPGA design story? It's uh, it's really cool, but some says that this is not real processor. Some other says other things. Uh, but basically, I think it's uh, cool. But what can say hardware guy about uh, this great work that the Apollo team made? Um, yeah, I really I, I have to. Um... Uh, say that it's amazing stuff they're doing. Uh, I, um, I think um, when uh, actually the the, the vampire, the actually the, the very first vampire was not done by the Apollo team. Was a, by, done by I think uh, um, by a guy called um, called Meister. He I, I don't know if he um, lives he lives somewhere in the in the Balkan countries. Um, um, and um, and he told us some stories. And then this I, I was really impressed because this guy. Um, I have to admit, he had no knowledge at the beginning. He was really, really like um, like an absolute beginner to everything, and um, he made it run. It was really like a miracle. A lot of people just believe that um, that will not never finish because he did so many mistakes, and he showed and he showed a lot of people who know this business that he is an absolute beginner on on certain things. But at the end, uh, he made it, and I thought this is a really really cool thing because. Um, Yeah, 
look at look at the prices. If you want to buy a, um, a 68030 processor with 50 megahertz, yeah, this processor is like um, I think your pocket calculator is faster than this thing right now, yeah. But it's um, and yet you have to pay like 100 euros for a damn old CPU, and 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 they are not produced anymore. So there is a dead man. There is the day when the last processor will be sold and everyone has the processor he wants to and never will and the only thing when uh, time when a new processor arrives is when someone dies and puts his legacy somewhere in the to ebay or wherever yeah then that's uh, and that's from that point of view i really love this whole fpga stuff because you can emulate the whole um old cpus and do it on the stuff and um uh, and uh, when the apollo team was um was joining Meister with the Vampire 2 for the Amiga 600. I uh, thought that they wanted to do a little bit of the same, but they came from this um, old project Natami, and I I talked to one of the guys um, on telephone, and I uh, I realized that they have um, a different vision. Um, it's uh, it's a good vision. Yeah, they wanted. They said, "Oh, the Amiga um, operating system is so lean and so nice on some um, in some parts, and it's it's so small. It fits on a half megabyte of ROM, and that's the whole system. And you and, and and you can build up and um, actually i have an amiga 500 which can browse with my turbo board and my card and uh, and i have um this flip box thing as ethernet device and i and, and i can and do i can i can surf even on my uh, i can do my do my home banking on my amiga 500 and it's a good system and i said oh what isn't it going to be a good idea to have this in fast and so yeah but then um i personally think that now they are and they're doing a little bit like a fork because they um, said, okay, we do not stick to the old stuff, but we make this what they call 68080 processor. And it's definitely better than the 60 processor. It's faster and, it's, and, and they're doing a, a good stuff over there. But um, from the classic point of view, this is like a little bit like, um, yeah. I've never, um, as you noticed in the beginning, I'm not this um, next generation, this OS 4 guy. I'm, I'm not there because um, when when OS 4 was actual, I already completely switched to Linux and Windows machines. And uh, for doing all the modern stuff, there are so fast computers and they're so cheap. So I doesn't see the real point of the now upcoming vampire um four and so, so it is uh, it's it's a little bit like this fpga arcade thing or the mist board and and they are they are retro hard or they are retro hardware emulators and really hardware hardware emulators not a software emulator on a pc you can put like your old joystick that's still a really big plus but it is and it doesn't really feel like the amiga I, and, and and that's and that's what why i'm Personally, I think I will. I won't buy a, a vampire for myself, but I think it's really, really cool hardware. And they, and, and uh, as long as I told, talk to the guys, they have a, a big plan for the future. And I um, appreciate this way. And people who want to go this way, feel free. I am. Um, it's a. I think it's. This is a better way than um, than relying on the power PC um, uh, track because that's. Power PCs are outdated nowadays as well, and FPGAs will be in the market for a long, long time. Yeah, true, true. This is this is uh, 
I asking myself with the vampire because I have here and this is really cool. But the question is, who will write the new software for, for this? Because besides of let's say Riva uh, movie player, oh, there's almost nothing new, and there is a little bit power to use. But um, I, I, yeah, I don't expect something uh, special. Yeah, using the the even the the new vampire. Um, and the power PC story is, of course, uh, I have uh, as well the X5000 here, and it's um, yeah. It, to be honest, this is the cool uh, hardware, expensive cool hardware. <laughs> uh, but I start to see that in the NG system, we are approaching the lack of development. Basically, again, the the browser story. I, I I'm surprised that I, this Amiga OS 4 I can. I could use completely every there every day if I have the modern browser there to to to, to do you know the uh, video editing online to hear the music Spotify. This is what you said. To this you have the modern computer and with Amiga is starting even with NG starting to not to be easy <laughs> to do <laughs> the the stuff. So the tapper is coming. Uh, so uh, you said you are not an NG guy, but do you think it can be, be a big fight between Vampire and Tabor because it's more or less same price, yeah? Um, I, I cannot tell. It's it, it really it's. Um, um, I think uh, I, as I told, uh, said, I've, um, I've spoken with the, the, with, the, with, the, uh, with one guy of the Apollo teams for some um, for two or three hours on the telephone, and we shared some ideas. And they even asked me if I could help them. And I said, "So, oh, I'm um, I'm not that. Um, I think I will. I'm not that reliable. Uh, I'm, I'm not reliable enough for their kind of things what they are doing because." Um, they told me a little bit um, of the presets of the atomic project, and they said that one guy in their team um, was a little bit, oh no, it is just a hobby, and all of a sudden he stopped working, and that's why the atomic project, or one reason why the atomic project um, didn't finish. And I said, so I really see the risk that I will be the next guy who's not the reliable one in this project, and so let no, I will not do this. I will give you advice if you ask me, but I will not. I, I, I don't want to be the the, the um, um, to be responsible of um, not finishing my job. Yeah, that's uh, and I have a, and yeah, that that was basically the story. But um, when I talked to him, I really know that um, they, that they are really professional guys. They they have good jobs as far as I know, and big German companies um, doing latest um, technology stuff. And they just take the knowledge they have from these companies and put it uh, and build up or rebuild the Amiga because I think it's a good um, system. So, um, but um, again, yeah, I think they um, they uh, the most important thing for them is to um, to persuade the, um, the, the the developers that uh, um, developing that development on native. I am a vampire hardware with this nice feature, which is next generation features for this, um, um, that they have to do things like that. And I personally have my doubts that this will take place because it's, um, because it's, and software developers, they are a, a 
different kind of people as anonymizer. They are used to use certain software, certain tools, and if you um, and if they have to adopt too much, then they say, "Oh, do I really have to do this, or do I, I can do something else?" And that's um, that's I think that's a big risk on the vampire project, too, because they are building something completely new. On the other hand. If I look at OS4 and Hyperion, they sold, they're now they're in the past, they fought with Amiga Incorporation, and now they fight with Cloanto, and of course they want to earn some money and they put and they and, and they put a lot of effort and they developed a lot of stuff. But I think um, the Amiga market is so small that um, For my opinion, you cannot earn money at all in this development. You can perhaps learn, earn a little bit side money, but it doesn't pay your rent. Well, if you work there, and if you, um, and that's why I don't think that Hyperion will succeed for a long time because they cannot. The media market is still too cheap, and but on the other hand, um, this um, the, the vampire team is. Um, as uh, far as I know, they um, they. Treating the, the um, they're not making big advertisement to the software developers or to enough software developers. They have to, um, it, it's a little bit like um, we build the nice hardware, so you have to adopt to us. But the software developers, no, I don't have to do anything, and uh, because I can do whatever I want. And this in this situation, this is right now. This is a dangerous situation, and I hope for everyone that it will find a good solution for everybody. Perhaps. Um, yeah, we will get get a vampire for the A5 X5000 stuff like this. <laughs> yeah, I I think you have a lot of right with this uh, software so, um, side because, it, <coughs> sorry, it doesn't matter is the vampire or the NG um, software because uh, I see the people are not. They don't want to do stuff, or they like you said. Okay, it's too much work to do. I I don't care. I will not do it because there is no money behind this. Uh, but to finish this story, maybe I have the one question about the hardware because I I was thinking uh, oh, some months, some years ago, if this is possible to make PCI for Amiga 2000, for example. Yes, it, and, and definitely it is possible to do so. Um, for um, for instance, the, the Picasso 3 board has actually an, an PCI interface on it working. So there is um, the so they adopted the chip on the PCI interface and put it to source of the card. So it is possible. And I thought about building up the PCI interface, but um, I have to admit that I. Have um, I haven't gone too deep in how the PCI interface actually works? There is um, uh, this Prometheus board, and you can find it somewhere in the internet if you look at it. And there are some schematics on it and some files, and you could um, and you could rebuild it. But then um, another German guy, Michael Böhmer, he actually did this. And he said that there are some flaws in it, and it doesn't work properly. So in theory, it is it is possible to do something like this. And um, on the other hand, you um, you really have to think about is um, uh, for the Amiga 2000 um, is a PCI interface um, where to plug it because the Zorro 2 interface is limited to three and a half megabytes per second. That's the maximum you can transfer over this bus, and um, 
So um, if you come up with an, an PCI card and, or even you could put a PCI to PCI Express adapter on it and plug in, for instance, a new um, NVIDIA GT, whatever, okay, NVIDIA is not supported, but a new um, Radeon and uh, whatever um, 570 um, graphic boards on it, it wouldn't, um, it would be, the bandwidth would be limited to three and a half megabyte on the tower interface. And this would be really, really slow if you um, want it, if you expect like cool hardware. So putting the tower, the, the, the building a Zorro 2 PCI adapter will open a lot of people to have access to cheap, PC hardware stuff for, like instance, RAID controllers, LAN cards, and all this stuff, but it will be very, very slow, and they will be disappointed by the performance, I presume. So it makes more sense of um, putting the PCI controller on the on a turbo board and to put it like a PCI card on a turbo card, and then putting on the Tor 2 interface because that's yeah, it came from the and come from 1986, and that's really long time ago. Okay, uh, this is uh, this is true that Zorro 2, I know I know it. It's really slow. It's ridiculous slow. <laughs> but yeah, nice to have. For those days, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, if you look at, um, for instance, um, what you, um, or I'm I'm thinking more about this. Um, if you have this Cyberstorm Cybervision concept, that's actually good design or and that because they build up a turbo board and then they have their own connector actually the cyber vision is a, a, a matrox per media with a pci interface plugged in uh, on the on the card so um this i think it would be easy um it would be easy to build some adapter for this and um, for this um and um for b vision um connector to pci interface but um who owns a CyberVision on a Cyber uh, 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 Cyber Power uh, or this um, CyberStorm Turbo card? That's about how many have they sold? Ten thousand, perhaps. Yeah. So that's um, you have to do it all by yourself. And um, yeah, I think I'm thinking about it, but my ideas are not ready yet. Okay. So uh, can you tell us the let's say? The schedule that you have, what the what we can expect in the near future or not so near from you, so, yeah. Which which projects are the priority one, for example? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, I have to. Yeah, the the actual priority one project is this. Um, um 68060 accelerator card for um for an uh, for the amiga 3000 4000 um and there is um um and, and right now i'm doing a lot of prototyping and um, my um, desk looked like a mess and there are um, two different uh, 060 cars lying around. Uh, I have to admit, t today none of them are working, uh, um, but I have to um, think where to, to look where the bug is. They worked, um, as I said, but they are unstable. So this is actually my um, current field of work, building this turbo board. The key features, I, um, I think, will be um, uh, will be like um, 
128 megabytes of RAM and um, I'm still thinking of putting an IDE controller um, on the next revision then, so that if you have own an Amiga 3000 that you finally have a fast IDE controller because SCSI is so much better but there are no SCSI drives anymore and for IDE you can still buy adapters to adapt it to all kinds of hard drives and that's um, the, um, that's why I personally think that IDE is the only possible solution for Amiga and uh, so Amiga 3000 is lacking a fast IDE device. Okay, cool. Okay, next question. I think we are starting, uh, let's say, to, to land. What Amiga or which Amiga you can advise to buy, for example, from hardware point of view? Uh, let's say I would like to have it expanded a little bit but I would like to have the hardware reliable that I can go to the party with this. I will not have the problem with, you know, when you have 1200 with the um, PowerPC, PCI, and you know, this was like, when you touch it, it was, oh God, yeah, done. So what is good to have, for example, for, for the Amiga parties and so on? I'm um yeah, I've, um, I always take my Amiga 500 with me because this is, um, it's, it's a nice design. It's very robust. You can do, do anything. You can just drop it and kick it around and it still works. Um, but it's, um, but um, a lot of people say that um, the Amiga 600, because it's so small, is more handy to bring somewhere else. And if you own a vampire on it or, or have a decent accelerator and have a solution that doesn't pop up from the processor, then I say it depends on you if you have an Amiga 506 and then it's up to you if you like 500 or 600 more. And the downside, of course, is that it has no AGA chipset. So if you want to run some cool AGA um, demos or games, then you really have to take the um, Amiga 1200. But um, I would um, I, I would only put up some um, uh, some memory board or a, a very um, or an AK um, acceleration board to the Amiga 1200. Um, for and for, to, for transporting because they are quite robust. Um, but um, another thing is, if you are the guy who just puts you know, or takes out the Amiga from time to time and put it in the shelf and let it be, perhaps for half a year or a year, then I would again suggest an Amiga 500 because the Amiga 1200 has this issue with the capacitors that um, they have SMG capacitors which start to leak. And if you do not open your uh, and your Amiga for at least once a year, once a year, and look if everything is still all right, then um, this, this, um, the, the, the liquid in these capacitors will, it's a kind of acid, will damage your computer. And um, if you don't, if you're not constantly using it, you will not notice it and then it's, probably too late to repair it or it takes a lot of effort to repair it and um, and that's why I um, would suggest Amiga 500 because this is robust. I have never seen an Amiga 500 with leaking capacitors um, I have seen some with leaking batteries from these trapdoor expansions. So if you have an Amiga 500 with this trapdoor expansion, please take it out and if there's a battery on it, please remove the battery because that's a killer to your computer. And then, um, and that's um, and that's my advice. 
Yeah, I had actually um, two days ago we had our um, annual Amiga party in Berlin. We were 16 guys and um, playing with Amigas, and um, we have and we had um, one um, one X5000 and two Amiga 500s and um, and one Amiga 4000 standing there and. Um, yeah, but it was a garden party, but actually more barbecue and partying and drinking beer than playing with computers. But it's, um, you see that there were, um, Mio 500 is, from my point of view, the party computer. It's good to hear that in Berlin there are some parties, Amiga parties, maybe I will visit <laughs> someday. Uh, one question about this um, story that you told with this uh, story, with these uh, capacitors, uh, because I heard they are maybe two schools. Uh, some guys said we should uh, change them. Uh, doesn't matter they are okay or not. Some guys say let's control it, but do not touch if you don't need. I um, it depends. So um, the um, the um, the first question is why are these capacitors um, actually leaking? Because they are not built to leak. Um, I suggest that um, at those days, because it was the first time when Commodore or like in the early days when SMD production came up, that um, they did some and that they, for instance, soldered it too hot for in those days and they and it worked for five or ten years, but not for 20 years. Um, so that's that's my uh, and I suspect this is the reasons why they actually leak. So if you have a batch where they so were solder dried, then you will never have problems with them. But um, you cannot tell. Um, and if you um, say, "Oh, let's repair them," um, even when nothing, uh, when you can see nothing because you don't, or let's change it because you have nothing to repair. This depends um, how good um, is um, how good are you at desoldering these uh, the, uh, these capacitors because. Um, it is um it's not beginner stuff to do so and you can ruin your board quite easily and especially um you uh, uh, but that's uh, um that's always the case um because if they um if this corrosive um, liquid came down um on your pcb then it's it starts corroding the pad of the capacitor so um what happens quite often is that when you desolder the capacitor the pad comes off as well and then you have a bigger problem eh, because you have to repair the connection to the pad. And this um, is definitely not beginner stuff anymore. So if you know what you're doing, you can solder, then I would say exchange it because the parts cost nothing and it's um, it's better to do it um, once. And then you have, and then, and then you know that you don't have to look for the next 10 years. And, um, but if you are not that good, then I would um, I would advise go to someone who, who can do it and um, and see what he advises you to do and trust perhaps trust because he um, he knows his skills he has his own experience um, and then another issue is a lot of people right now um, they exchange the old electrolyte capacitors with ceramic ones because ceramics are said to have no liquids inside so they cannot leak at all but and this is a big but um, and some parts of the Amiga the um, the electrolyte comp uh, con uh, capacitors they are placed at the video area and at the audio area and in these areas 
um, the electrolytic um, capacitors behave differently than the ceramic ones and so you might have a distorted sound or like a strange graphic artifacts afterwards and and so this is always um it's not a good advice to exchange every capacitor to a ceramic one um but um uh, but but some there um if you, some of them that you can exchange them and that's a good idea because then you don't have any worries in the future um yeah so um again it de really depends on the state of the board if you say this is um um the board is cool and it, it has like collective um is it, it's a collector and it and, and there's no leakage as well then you have to decide do i want to remove the capacitors and replace it with new stuff because this and doesn't is not original one um, they are not the original ones if you say you're original guy and you don't have um, any leakage on the board don't change them until they start to leak but then you honestly you have to check every year and if you're using your Amiga I would suggest um, and you're on it and you have um, put all the components and have the board lying on your desk then it's a time difference of five minutes of exchanging all of them, except of exchanging only the broken one. And five minutes is not that much of time. Now it's clear. Uh, so uh, maybe the last question, uh, what do you think about uh, this uh, retro Amiga scene, or maybe not only retro Amiga scene? Um, and uh, what do you think, how it would, would look like to be in, in next year's uh, because this year for example we have the big party in noise uh, 32 years of uh, party in the noise but do you think in five years because now the Amiga is exploded the the parties are everywhere everybody are going to different countries uh, and do you think this is the trend or this is only oh yeah few years events um, and uh, I think, um, okay, I personally started with virtual computing um, in 2011. So from my point of view, retro is, um, and I, I'm not, I'm not a transit. I was already, I'm kind of hipster because everyone um, came back to the computer. It's like, it's like for an, uh, for a computer engineer, your first computer is like your first kiss with a girl. Yeah, you, you, you can't forget it because this was your when you had this amazing, um, completely different, but an, an amazing experience of this technique. And then and and now it's the um, now the the, the, the people um, who had the Amiga at first time they're in good jobs and they have some time perhaps and they. Um, and they have the money that they have to do so the, and this is and um, this is from my point of view the the, the crucial thing are um, the young people um adopting to the amiga uh, um, or seeing because it's cool to make like the um, old old school demos old school games a lot of people do actually but I don't. But they don't have the emotions um, with the computers I do. Um, I have. So um, let's see. Because it's um, from my from my point of view, um, the, the 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 platform Amiga is great, and you can do a lot of stuff. And it's, it's even it's even cool to see 
um, what um, people can do in the past with such limited hardware uh, with just seven megahertz and a half megabyte of ROM or one megabyte of ROM. But um, however, it was like it, it's, it's nothing and they could do amazing stuff with it. And this is what's fascinating even younger people right now. Yesterday uh, or two, uh, two days ago on the party, the youngest guy was 19 on there. Yeah, and he, and and but um, there are only a few ni uh, 19 old guys um, doing retro computing. The most people are doing um, are, are, um, are in the mid 30s or even in the uh, 40s. I think um, we have to see. Um, if uh, It would be interesting if the retro wave evolves like the computer in those times. So if the retro wave now switches over to Super Nintendo, and um, Pentium One PC boards, then we um, we see like history evolving. Um, but um, I, I think the Amiga is, had a strong community, and it will never completely die. Perhaps the, the, it will be get it will get a little bit um, uh, quieter. But I think there will be uh, there will be at least um, an annual big party in Berlin. For as long as I'm here, and um, there will be an, uh, and so, and other events all the and all the Europe, um, as long as the people stay with Amiga. And you talk about the um, Nintendo, for example, the they are making now quite good money in this uh, SNES Mini, NES Mini, and so on. These consoles. Uh, do you think in this um, uh, Amiga retro scene? Can we expect that in the future they will appear some money from software side, hardware side? I'm not talking about them making a lot of money, but uh, you know, it will be a little bit more than just doing the stuff for nothing. Yes, it's. it's um, I personally think it won't happen. Not because the people want it. I think a lot of people want it, um, but. I think that um, uh, the, the, it won't happen because of the fucked up situation with Commodore bankruptcy. Because Nintendo still exists, yeah. They they own everything, and if they do, they say, "Oh, we built a retro Super Nintendo." They own all the rights and they have all the stuff. Who can actually um, build a Amiga computer without? Um, uh, um, there is no um, uh, real owner of the, uh, or the, there are several parties um, who say, "Oh, we have the legacy of Commodore," but they are fighting. And so the, the 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 sad situation is that it's not clear. So actually, if you, for instance, um, um, if you go to Hyperion and say, "So I want some, um, I want to rebuild an Amiga," then the first thing is that oh, we're not interested in retro. We want to sell Amiga 4.1. So okay, yeah, but I want that one. If you then say okay, but I want to build. Can you give me some um, la some licenses to do so? Then they said so. Yeah, we can give you some, but there will be another parties who say they have the license and we don't have the license. So actually, if you are investing there, then you run the risk of that someone else saying so. Oh no, they don't own it. We own it. And if you ask them, then you said so. Oh, you know. Um, we own it, and then but if you own it from us, they will sue you and put the uh, put you to court. And 
no one wants to be in such a situation of when he just wants to build a build a product for fun, finding himself in court and the two parties are um, that you did all what you do. Yeah, and they say, oh, I I tried to license it, but um, now someone else is um, claiming that he has a license, and that's a bad, that's a nasty situation. That's and I really hate the situation. For my personal point of view, it would be better if um, Hyperion and the other party is Cloanto, if they both they both would become bankrupt and um, somehow are um, an, a nice um, rich guy just buys the the remainings of both companies and says now we have everything together in one place. No, uh, no one cares who had the more rights to do so. That's, that would be my wish, sad for Kronto, sad for Hyperion, but this would be the best thing from my point of view to end this stupid situation. Okay, yeah, I think you have all quite um, a lot of maybe right here because the, I'm really disgusted with this situation that um, we are so small community and still after so many years after there was wars in in ng camp then then we have the like you say the fight hyperion with colanto and this is really it's it's yeah it's whatever uh, it was really positive interview i think so let's leave it like is it now it's a curse <laughs> and, uh, that's that's the amiga curse yeah exactly <laughs> exactly there's uh, Uh, even if you want to do something, you cannot. <laughs> uh, okay, but um, I think it it is one and a half hour, so it's uh, uh, so I think we can start to finish. So in this situation, I would like you ask well, ask you uh, to ask you to, to make some greetings or something to, to say hello to somebody uh, yeah something like that oh actually um, I won't greet um, people in person because and uh, all my friends they um, they do a great job the people um, and I personally think um, what would like to say to say thank you to the all amiga community because um, I get a lot of um, thank yous and a lot of positive feedback on my hardware and this means a lot to me and i am um, i really appreciate that you like my work and i'm not and that you using some of the things i'm i'm using and um i want to say everyone to you thank you of um keeping the future alive and um staying with the amiga and um yeah amiga <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, one question at the end of all: uh, Will you be visiting the noise? It's uh, yeah, it's in Germany. You are living ah, 600 kilometers from noise, yeah, something like that. Yes, I was really hard thinking about. It. I have to disappoint you. I will not be there. Um, this is um, mainly because on that weekend um, I'm busy with something else and uh, I cannot do it otherwise I would get a lot of trouble with my wife and I would and, and this uh, and it, I have to say family first then Amiga and then my job 
perhaps my job comes sometimes first because I have to pay my rent, but not in real life. I don't want it like this. Maybe next time you can yeah, visit some parties. There, there are some... Uh, Yeah, even in Poland there was the great party uh, last weekend. So, uh, and this week uh, I think is again. So, from to Poland you have yeah, not so much kilometers at at least. So maybe we can do some party together, or I will be someday in the Berlin. Why not? Of course, of course. That uh, what we um, if someone in, um, tells me, oh, there's a good party in Poland or wherever, and I know some people, I I would like to go there. Yeah, and um, uh, it was not that far away because Poland is quite a big country, and it, it's like um, on the east side, and then it's it's, it's far away the noise. <laughs> yeah, but uh, from Berlin, you have a lot of planes, I think, to most city in Poland. Uh, and I think this can be nice for you because we have some in Poland, some guys like Krashan, for example, it's really well known, but uh, there's much more guys, uh, hardware involved. So probably I think you can exchange your experience or maybe uh, get some new ideas. And uh, yeah, it can be, it's profit for everybody and more work for you. Cool for us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I will definitely think about it. So, um, if you, um, uh, I'm really sorry that I can definitely not read Polish. So, if some people just give me some, um, contact me and say, oh, there are cool parties over there, just have a look at it. It's not on my radar. So, if you are, uh, if you take care that it's on my radar, I will really think about of um, picking up some Berlin guys and then we pop up um, with three or four person at some Polish party and see what they are doing to the Amiga because that's what unites actually it's, it's, it's what unites every one of us yeah cool computer from those days okay uh, it was pleasure to to me uh, to talk about this great projects uh, I hope we will see more of them from you uh, and uh, I hope uh, yeah we will meet us in some place Uh, at some party uh, so thank you again for your time and uh, enjoy the night it is yeah. yeah thank you too Chris for my interview
It was AmiCast, podcast for all Amiga users.